There was a Jew, a chassid, that passed away just a couple of years ago. I saw him a couple of times. His name was Reb Reuven Dunin. Reuven Dunin. If you're not familiar with the history of Chabad over the past 50 years, you probably never heard his name. Because outside of Chabad, he's not well known. Because, well, he was a tractor driver. That's what he did as a profession. He lived in Haifa. He grew up as a not-religious communist Israeli, and he drove a tractor. And he was completely not, well, didn't grow up educated in yeshiva. And somehow he became a Balchuvi. He saw the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Zechot Tzadik Levrocha, I believe it was in the 60s. Nidlakalav. He became completely in love with the Lubavitcher Rebbe, became a Balchuva. And then spent, you know, years later on, for bringing about what it means to do tshuva. Now he would speak in a very um, not refined language. He would tell stories that were quite off-color because he was a tractor driver, but he was an extremely heartfelt person. And he was extremely authentic and honest. So even though he didn't, he didn't sound like a frummy when he talked, but he sounded like a Jew, like a Jew that meant it, a Jew that really loved God and loved his Rebbe. So I want to tell you a little anecdote about Ruvain Dunin to introduce what I think during a Sarasimei Tshuva is what we need to focus on. Ruvain Dunin one time was supposed to come to a Fabrengen, to Fabrengen, a Chabad Yeshiva, I believe in the south of Israel. And he was late. And the reason he was late is because he was a great person to the extent that any person that he himself made from, he considered himself the father of that person. And when anybody that he was Makarev had an issue, he was there for that person completely like a father. And so therefore he had to take care of one of his people and therefore he came late to the yeshiva, to the Fabrengen. And so there's about, I guess, 40, 50 Bachram are waiting for him and they're waiting since like 8.30 at night and it was already like 11 o'clock at night. And he finally showed up at 11 o'clock at night and they were all anticipating, waiting for him to talk. You could imagine the anticipation. This, I believe, was already after the Rebbe had passed away. This was in the 2000-something. He was already an older person. Like I said, I saw him at the time. He was a very interesting person, Rebruvain Dunin. And he showed up at the yeshiva. He finally came, 11 o'clock at night, and they're all waiting to hear <clears throat> this tractor driver that had so many hours. He was in Yechidus. He had private audience with the Lubavitch Rebbe for many hours. Many interesting stories came out of that. By the way, interestingly, he once asked, it's important this time of the year to know, he once asked the Rebbe Atikun how to rectify, you know, because he said, According to the Alter Rebbe and Igeras Tshuva, there are certain sins that one has to really fast for. A lot of different fast days, especially men, etc. So he asked the Rebbe once, you know, that's the, it comes out, could come out to like thousands of fast days. So the Rebbe said that just like it says by Karbonas, that your lips, saying the verses of the Karbonas in Davening is like you brought the Karbon. The Rebbe told Ruven Dunin by learning Igeras HaTshuva in Tanya, by reading with your lips the chapters of Igeras HaTshuva about fasting, that's considered as if you're fasting. That's what the Rebbe told for a generation. Our Rebbe did not want people in our generation fasting any more than is necessary. Like today, halachically, again, if one, has, if one can't fast, etc., but... But fast days of rectifying sins, the Rebbe said, today our generation, the way to rectify sins is to be besimcha, to be joyous, to learn Torah, and especially chesidus, and especially geras tshuva, to learn the primis of what it means to do tshuva, which the Rebbe really focused on chapter 8 of Yigeras, 9 and 10 of Yigeras tshuva, tshuvi law. But anyway, Ruvain Dunin came to this yeshiva at 11 o'clock at night, 
and all the Bacham are waiting in anticipation for him to say something now, but the table is full with all sorts of food. You know, like in an Israeli Fabrengan, there's hummus, there's pickles, chamutzim, and crackers. And Ruvain Dunin, like I said, is a very authentic person, is like looking at these 50 Bacham that want him to talk about God, and he's looking at the food, and he's looking at the Bacham, and he looks at the food, and then he says like this, Shamati mi Reb Shleim Achaim. Kesselman was one of the great Mashpiyim of Chabad in Eretz Yisrael for many years. He said, Shamati mi Reb I heard from Reb Shleim that somebody that sits at a Fabrengen, or sits in public, and doesn't eat, not because they're doing a skafi, not because they want to learn self-control for Hashem's sake and control their desire, but because they're embarrassed what other people think of them, they're intimidated by others. It's like idol worship, because that means you're, you're not doing something, not for God's sake, but for somebody else's sake. And after saying that anecdote, Rabu Vindunin asked that they pass him. When he started, he, he ate. He ate for a good 10 minutes and then he started for bringing. But the reason that I'm bringing this up this time of year is because really this idea of fear, of not being afraid of other people, is essentially the greatest indicator of what Hasidus is all about. Not being afraid of what other people think, knowing that it's just between you and Hashem. That ultimate Kabbalah Somachu Shemaim, really making Hashem king, which is what this time of year is about, is knowing, Ein lanu melech ela we have no king other than you, God, and that ultimately means really, if I really do tshuva to the extent that Ein lanu melech ata, I have no king other than God, then I'm not afraid of anyone else, I'm not intimidated by anyone else. Now that's not easy at all. But you know, the Baal Shem Tev, when his father passed away, he was a very little boy. I believe he was three or four years old. And his father, Rebbe Liezer, the father of the Baal Shem Tov, the last thing he told his little boy, he knew that he was going to grow up without a father, he said to him, Yisrolka, Hotnit Don't fear anyone except God. And this time of year, you know, it's all about panemius, it's about inwardness, about your face connecting to God's face. Kierkegaard had the guts to say, as he saw when modern man was becoming, that the crowd is untruth. In Judaism, we believe in a tzibor, we believe in a community, but not when it comes to relationship with God. That it's every individual by themselves. And there are some people that their whole Judaism comes from their community. Their whole religion is based on a community. But ultimately, to have a king, Ein lanu melech ela ota, to not be afraid of anyone, to be true to yourself and to God, to be able to look God in the face and yourself in the face, is only by knowing that we're only answerable to God. Don't fear anyone other than Hashem. It's not easy. We all are filled with anxiety and fear these days. But ultimately, that's how Shulchan Aruch begins. The very first halach in Shulchan Aruch, Havi Az Kanamer, be tenacious like a leopard, be tenacious, be strong, al yevash mipnea mal igim, and not to be embarrassed by people that make fun, not to let anyone stand between us and Hashem. And as we're learning about the four constant mitzvahs of emuna, achdus, ava, and year of faith in God, unity of God, love of God, and year of fear of God, which so often fear of God by some people is a connotation of looking at God like the big bad wolf, 
wolf. We have to have a rectified year of Shemaim, a real fear of Hashem, which ultimately, first and foremost, is to know that if one does fear God really, one cannot fear anyone else. That's a Hasidish year of Shemaim. That's what the Baal Shem brought to the world. If we really tap into a Hasidish year of Shemaim, we will never fear anyone else.